This week, your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell, discuss Lesson 6, Unlimited Possibilities, in preparation for Sabbath, August 8. When empowered by the Holy Spirit, let's see how our gifts can become limitless. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, everyone, welcome, and we're on Lesson 6, Unlimited Possibilities. And the memory text today is, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 11. Yeah, you know, this is great. I mean, it connects us right up front with unlimited possibilities. doesn't mean we're like some superhero, uh, but the Holy Spirit uh, makes it possible to for these unlimited possibilities to take place. Yeah, you know, and that's not for our own will, but for his will, right? Exactly. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about differing gifts uh, and being united in service on Sunday's lesson? Uh, you know, this, this is the, the kind of interesting thing is that um, this lesson is talking about the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is made up of many members. That goes into our text. We'll come to that here in just a minute. Um, but one of the things I love is that um, as the body of Christ, uh, we see... Uh, so much enrichment from the diversity that exists within the body of Christ, and um, and so there's there's just so so much that's out there, uh, and every person is unique and different. That God has created them uh, in that way and has a contribution to make to the body of Christ. So, um, turning to First Corinthians chapter uh, twelve. And I'm not going to read the whole passage. I encourage our listeners to just check it out sometime and read it. I'm just going to do a couple of, of highlights here. Uh, starting out at the beginning, just as a body, through though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Um, and it goes on to say, we're all given one spirit to drink. So it's referring to the Holy Spirit, how okay. um, that is at the heart and center of and then verse 14, even so the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And then it has several analogies of the foot and the eye, and, um, you know, all of them have to work together. If if the different parts of our body are not in harmony with one another, um, our bodies would just go crazy. So, uh, and the same thing is true of the body of Christ. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's... I don't think you can do anything extra with that analogy. It's a perfect analogy, which is why he calls us the body of Christ. Right. Just going to say, you know, um, and I, I think that's just the heart of this lesson for this week is recognizing that diversity that's that's there. Back back to you, Buster. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it, it ties in perfectly with Monday's lesson, which is God, who is the giver of all good gifts. And I have up yep. here uh, a couple of texts that talk about this a little bit more. Uh, Mark chapter 13. Let me bring this up right here. Mark chapter 13, verse uh, 34. And it's coupled with, once again, our, our memory text, 1 Corinthians 12, 11, as we read that earlier, and you just read 12. But 34 of Mark 13 says, It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. So in other words, he gave each of his servants work to do and that is coupled with our, our our memory text which says that the spirit works on all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills so that means 
everyone who is a believer of Christ, everyone who is in the body of Christ, has some gift that God is wanting them to use. You know, and I, you know, who doesn't like a gift, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we learned this is very important not to bury gifts, but to utilize them, to to share them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and as we're doing this, we're doing this remotely again, like we did last week, uh, because of extra precautions with the COVID nineteen. Yeah, we don't uh, we don't so, want to give that gift. We're trying to make sure of that. We yeah we we want to be selfish about that one, don't yes. we? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to ourselves. So, yes. Uh, actually, this this week I I happen to be up in uh, northern Minnesota visiting um, some family, and um, you know on the way up here I ended up getting two small gifts for each of my kids. Um, and one was markers. My daughter's a little more artistic. My son, I got him something for playing outside. Um, if I had swapped those gifts and given the markers to my son, he would have been very disappointed. Uh, and the same thing's true, I think, of my daughter. If I'd given what I gave to my son to my daughter, she would have been very disappointed as well. But, but you know, in the same kind of way, God gives each of us unique personalities, each of us unique gifts that he knows that we will be able to appreciate uh, and utilize, uh, ultimately for the glory of God. Amen. You know, uh, it's, it's so important to realize that God knows us and when he's giving you a gift, you're saying, well, I want this one, but he is, he knows you, he knows what's best for you. So utilize the gift he's given you. And oftentimes people will tell you they're, they're happy with the gifts they have, right? Because it's, it's part of who they are. It's part of them. And, uh, the end of Monday's lesson finishes with this, and I won't read this text. Well, you've probably heard Acts 32:38 before, which says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, so that you may receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. But uh, yeah. Mark Finley makes the, the, the point here that at baptism, the Holy Spirit is given. Uh, and so it's not just, well, we receive the Holy Spirit maybe 12 years into our walk. No, it's not something that we feel. It's something that is given and we need to utilize right away. Yeah, I, I like that, and I, I like that uh, reminder that it's not it's not a feeling, but you know, it is you know part of that commitment um, that we can count on because um, Scripture is sure that we can count on the Holy Spirit to guide us and to give us the strength and the gifts we need to uh, meet the challenges that each of us will face in our own Christian experience in each of our own lives. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about the purpose of the, of the spiritual gifts we're talking about? Well, back to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 again, um, moving up just a little bit to uh, verse 7 here. Um, it says, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And Ephesians chapter 4 makes the same point. That's just uh, it's one of my book of Ephesians. It's just one of my favorite books of the Bible. Um, and, and that's one of those lists of the different spiritual roles and gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, all of it um, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity and the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. In other words, all of this is for the edifying and building up of the cause of, of God. And uh, I think that's, that's really significant because, um, you know, you can be really talented and know a lot about the Bible. You can have a lot of be incredibly talented in, in many other ways, too, right? I mean, it's very true. Um, you could gifted as an orator, as a preacher, a speaker up front. Um, but if it's not used for the purpose for which God intended it, 
um, that is to build up the body of Christ, then uh, we've missed the whole point of, of spiritual gifts, it seems. I, I don't know. What do you think, Buster? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people, including, uh, I know it's a struggle for myself, it's a temptation, is we want to build ourselves up. We want to we want to build ourselves yeah. up higher or esteem ourselves better than others, but that's not the intention for spiritual gifts. It's not to to make ourselves stand out. It's to make Christ stand out, collectively make Christ stand out. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of interesting, you know. I've been on social media this last week, and um, you know, there's a lot of debates going on in this country over politics, over uh, race, over a lot of different issues going on, and there's a lot of divisions going on. Um, and I've posted some articles recently that are meant to make people think, and and so on. And and that's really not the point of me telling this, but um, the, the the point I'm trying to get at is that I I you know just had someone post and say how could you take off my comment on your page? And, um, and it isn't that I don't mind people that disagree with me, but when people do it in a way that's to tear down, that's demeaning, even though this is somebody I've known for a very long time, I was really surprised at the kind of tone and comments. And so um, we need to have dialogue in our lives and ways and means to constructively uh, dialogue and better understand one another. But it's even more true um, as Christians in the body of Christ and how we relate to one another, that we can disagree. Uh, we're going to each see things differently from time to time because each of us is unique, has different experiences. But I, what I love is, uh, and I, I think this could apply in a very relevant way to social media as Christians on social media, yes. that we have to make sure whatever we do in the church, whether it's being up in front preaching or in our private interactions or online, um, that that it's done in a way that's respectful uh, and that shows first and foremost that we care and love other people. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, it used to be said, if you can't watch it in front of Christ, then why are you watching it at all? Well, if you can't post it in front of Christ, then why are you posting it at all, right? right? Yeah, it should refer to all of our lives uh, yeah. in, in every aspect, I guess. So, uh, But, you know, and, and ultimately... Uh, you know, I'm reminded of the there's the old proverbial story. I don't even know if it's true, uh, but there's an old story about a um, a very gifted order orator who gets up in front and wows everybody and dazzles everyone by reading. I think it was Psalm 23, as I recall. And then there is this old man, an old country bumpkin preacher that gets up, but he says it in such a heartfelt way that by the time he gets done sharing Psalm 23, that there's not a tear in the eye of, of everybody who is listening. So it's not just wowing people to impress. It's got to show that there's an authenticity, a realness, um, and that, that people can, can see through that and that uh, touches people's hearts and lives. You know, and that, that's the key to it, which is being in tune with God and utilizing the gifts through that way, uh, channeling it that way, of making sure that the the foundation, the continuation, and the the end of our gifts is all wrapped up in Christ. Yeah. So how do we how do we do that, Buster? How do we discover our spiritual gifts? You know, uh, Wednesday's lesson does a, a terrific job uh, discussing this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to first Second uh, Corinthians one twenty. I have that highlighted in circle, saying you can't you can't skip this one. You have to read this, and it says, "For all the promises of God in Him are yes." And in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. It says, now he who you, establishes us with you in Christ 
and has anointed us is God, uh, who also has sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. So God is establishing us. God is building us up. God is anointing us. God is sealing us as a guarantee uh, of saying that he is there. The spirit is there to, to give us this guarantee, this promise that we are with God, that we're prepared uh, uh, to utilize his gifts, especially before the second coming. Absolutely. You know, uh, it doesn't stop there. Uh, Luke 11, James 1, 5, Matthew 7, 7, as I was looking at earlier as well. It's saying that we need to ask for some of these gifts as well. Uh, uh, James 1, 5, uh, particularly say, say, telling us to ask for wisdom. And you have not because you ask not. We, we see all these different things. And uh, uh, the author writes here, if we desire to discover the gifts that God has given to each of each one of us, what does he invite us to do? He asks us to ask for those gifts, right? To look for those, to actually look into our lives and say, what is there? What has God equipped me with in order to equip others? And, and I think that's, you know, God is a loving Father in heaven. I mean, so much of the Bible depends on your view of God. And if you understand that God is a loving God in heaven, a loving Father that, you know, loves to give good, good gifts to his children, as, as the scriptural allusion uh, to that, um, and, and the same thing's true in our lives. You know, anyone that's a parent, who doesn't love to, to give good gifts to, to your children, your relatives? And, and for me this week, you know, um, my niece wanted me to, to read her a story, right? I mean, simple little requests, and, uh, but it's one of her absolute favorite things to do. And um, she looked up in my eyes and asked, and I wasn't planning to do that, but just melted my heart, and I just had to stop what I was doing. I think that's how God is, is, it, he wants us to recognize our need and to ask him. And, and that's the thing. When, when we ask him, he moves, right? That's, that's the power yeah. of prayer. When, when, we, when we pray, God moves. And not only that, when we utilize a spiritual gift, God, the Holy Spirit's with us and multiplies the effects of that gift. Uh, whatever it is, if you're... <laughs> If you're a, a gift of hospitality, whatever it might be, right, um, God will move and make that even more effective at what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, I think moving right on with um, Thursday's lesson is talking about how to grow our gifts. And so um, so we recognize the importance and what purpose all of these gifts have. Um, but if you have that uh, and you recognize, hey, God's tugging your heart, say, yeah, but but could could possibly that develop and i I think that's part of a a, a christian walk with god is that god grows us and stretches us and and those gifts that we have um can be multiplied and we see that really well in the parable of the ten talents in matthew chapter 25 i'm sure most of you are probably familiar with that passage check it out sometime i'm not going to read the whole it's a quite a long passage but basically uh a master goes away and then gives uh, to each of his servants, differing amounts of money. And one invests it, uh, one doesn't do much, and the other one just buries it in the ground. And the one that buries it in the ground is this wicked servant. So the idea is that, you know, the one who invested it and grew it was and multiplied it uh, was the one who was rewarded. So there's sort of the role model of the story. And, and I think the reason that parable exists, and it's being referred to in, in several different ways, but specifically in our Christian experience with spiritual gifts, that God wants us to grow, to be stretched. I mean, that's part of why we're at Southwestern, right, Buster? I mean, it's true. We're, we're, 
pastor um, that people that feel a call and tug on their heart for ministry um, that they can go and study uh, and prepare to be able to do that. And it's not just theology students that want to be pastors, but we have others who want to come and say, well, I want to be a business person. I want to be a medical doctor. I want to be whatever, a nurse or, you know, you fill in the blank. Uh, but I want to become better equipped to be able to share my faith, to grow spiritually. And I, I think that's a, just a, a biblical principle we see throughout Scripture. You know, I, I was recently looking at this text, uh, Michael, it was probably about two weeks ago, and I recognized something here in Matthew 25, uh, 14 through 30, that oftentimes we look at those as talents, we look at those as gifts. But I also said, you know, God has entrusted us with the gift of people in our lives as well. And so if he Ooh. entrusts us with five people in our lives and we pour into them and we, we help, we help, uh, 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 help them grow, we esteem them, we establish them, right? Then actually yeah. those can actually exponentially grow as well. And those five actually become five more. And so God has entrusted mm. us with gifts and gifts, people are gifts as well. And this is why we're, this is why yeah. we are where we are. Well, what you're saying is bringing back to mind a text in Proverbs that I love um, about as iron sharpens iron. Yes, sir. Something about having people in our lives. I mean, I think one of the most dangerous things as Christians is that we can think that we have it all figured out. Um, And there's just something to learning and growing, uh, both with people around us. And and I have to put this in here, Buster, because I love church history. Also being stretched by people on the path that have wrestled this with faith. So um, that's why church history just really is so significant. Um, find people, both past and present, that you can engage with their ideas. Obviously, if someone's in the past, you can't, they're not alive, but their writing still exists. But but there may be someone in your life, and I think that's as iron sharpens iron, that we find other people that will sharpen us and help become more effective tools uh, by God's grace. You know, one of the things I, I feel like we're we're missing out on, Michael, because eventually our present will become the past. Am I correct about that? Well, uh, hopefully not too soon. <laughs> but uh, one of the things I love that's amazing is is finding old letters that were written to people, and those letters being passed on from generation to generation. My Ooh, wife has like letters that. written from uh, to her from her great grandmother of wishes about her and her future. And I just thought to myself, how beautiful would it be if we yeah. if we continued the, the art of letter writing, not just emails, not just text messages, but letter writing yeah. that will be preserved, that we can find them later. And for for generations, our generations continue to mm. learn from each other in history, not just historical markers in history, but each other in history as well. Mm, I like it. Yeah, love it. Well, I, I love this lesson so much that I'm praying that all of us will be embolstered even in the midst of a pandemic to actually utilize the gifts that God has given us. And you can still use them over the Internet. You can use them with cell phone, uh, with the cell phone usage. There's a lot of different ways we can utilize our gifts. Yeah, and I would like to challenge our listeners. Think about, you know, uh, who both might be able to sharpen you in your own Christian walk as well as who maybe God may be bringing into your life that you could help and mentor as well in their Christian experience, and that together both of you will be enriched um, as a result. You know, there was a, a seminary professor who preached a sermon once at chapel, and he it was called Pabati, and we were like, what in the world is this? And it was that everyone needs to have a Paul in their life, which is a mentor, 
Everyone needs to have a Barnabas in their life, which is a, a colleague, but someone who's who's on your level that you guys are sharpening each other. And then everyone needs to have uh, a Timothy, uh, where someone that you're actually is a mentee to you. Uh, and so uh, we need to have all three of these levels in our lives, a Paul, a Barnabas and a Timothy. And, you know, it stuck with me that, you know, who are the mentors, who are the colleagues and who are the mentees that I have in my life? Because we need all three. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, at the end of the day, all of these spiritual gifts and all of these experiences need to build up the body of Christ, that we grow closer to Jesus. And um, that's ultimately the litmus test. Uh, what makes that happen is, is the Holy Spirit. It's not something that we can do. It's only through our surrendered, converted heart. So, um, you know, it's a great, great lesson to just kind of stop and think and do kind of a self-reality check, a spiritual reality check. And uh, I believe if we do that, that God will richly bless uh, each and every one of us, uh, not for our own glory, but for the glory of God's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Well, I, I think that that's going to go ahead and wrap us up this week. Yeah, so I think that's the uh, soup. And Swoops, signing out. signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.